Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody, but nobody else, else does. does. Hello. <laughs> I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. John. I'm Tony. Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. I have horror or thriller. I have science fiction fantasy. I have drama and romance. I have action and adventure. We take turns selecting from our movie genre movies that, in our opinion, have not received the respect they deserve. You won't see any of these films on anyone's top ten list, but maybe by listening to our podcast, you can give them a second chance. This week on the podcast... Is Carly's pick. Hey, it's 2003's <laughs> Down With Love. Get up. You know you're down with the sickness. <clears throat> Every time I hear the title, I think of Disturbed. Oh, see, now now I think of the song Down With Love. <laughs> I think of Down With The Sickness. Eh. Saw them at OzFest, 1999. Wow. It was fucking awesome. I saw them at um, the ODU Constance Conversations at Convocation Center, which is not called that anymore. <laughs> you could have just said the, the TED. TED. The TED. Disturb was on the smaller stage. There were the two stages. We would have known what you meant when yet. you said the TED. <laughs> it's still yeah. the TED to me. <laughs> Well, this movie was written by a writing duo mm-hmm. um, named Eve Al- Alert and Dennis Drake, who also wrote for Legally Blonde 2. And Whoa, like Legally nothing. Blonde 2! like nothing, really. Mm-hmm. Remember we were talking uh, about last time about sequels that are better than the originals? That's not one of them. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> uh, it was directed by Peyton Reed, who also directed some of uh, Elaine's favorite movies. Yeah, he did. <laughs> what are some of Elaine's favorite movies? Ant-Man. Whoa. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Okay. The third Ant-Man. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Hasn't come out yet. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, bring it on. Oh. That's all I wrote down. I also, Yes Man. <laughs> the Breakup. The yes Man was crap. The Breakup. The Breakup was okay. I, I love that line, though. <laughs> the computer who wore tennis yeah. shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I but I saw I it. 13X like, of the Back to the Future TV series. Oh, shit. I didn't it, know that existed. Yeah, did I. <laughs> it must be good. Was that the TV, the cartoon? It is the cartoon. Oh, okay. I knew that existed. I just didn't watch it. No one Well, it's starring, welcome back to the podcast, Ewan McGregor from Dr. Sleep and Haywire. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Renee Zellweger, who's not a welcome back to the podcast. Really? <laughs> she hasn't wow. been in a much. That's because Carly would need didn't to Didn't you do um, Bridget Jones' Diary? No. No. We talked about it. Because oh. I almost did it one year at Christmas. But hmm. we haven't done it yet. Uh, I don't think she's you can't very. Do Chicago. I do don't think she's a very good actress. I haven't done Cinderella Man yet. Um, <laughs> I mean, one of the in. only movies I like her in is Leatherheads. She's good in that. I guess she's okay in she Cinderella Man with George Clooney. <laughs> That's a good movie. Wow, honey, you got to do that movie. Why do well, I have to do that? It's movie? fantasy. Is it action movie? Is it? Well, welcome back to the podcast, David Hyde Pierce from The Perfect Host and Adam's Family. Values. Comedy, drama, romance. None of those what things are movie? my things. Leatherheads. Never seen. How is that a drama movie with romance? John, with uh, Clooney. Because mm. there's a romance between You'll them. like it. All right. It's charming. It's alarming how charming. Okay. Well, after <laughs> David Hyde Pierce on my list, I wrote Sarah Chris. Paulson, who's from American Horror Story, Bird Box, 12 Years a Slave. She's not welcome back to the podcast. She's done a lot of things. Neither yeah. is Rachel Dratch, who you may know from SNL. No, uh, I don't. No one Tony Randall anymore. from The Odd Couple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Been a couple things. Welcome back to the podcast, John Alward from Armageddon, The Way Back, Gangs and Gangster Squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Ross, welcome back to the podcast from Face Off. He was Loomis. Mm-hmm. This is JB. These are the the two consonant boys. Um, 
JR is played by Michael Ensign. Welcome back to the podcast from Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. He Good was movie. also in Ghostbusters. He was the hotel manager. Mm-hmm. Um, I RJ no cost so much I won't pay. Is... Let's go ahead and put this thing back. <laughs> <laughs> RJ is played by no, Tim no, a Mudson, welcome back really to the podcast, <laughs> from Swordfish. He was also in like 100 episodes of Psych. Um, and then we move to the ladies. Yvette is played by Ivana Milicevic. Oh. Welcome back Ivana to the Humpala. podcast from Love Actually. She's one of the American uh, sexy ladies. You don't have to do the whole IMDb. No, people First just keep coming up. Yes, but you don't have to write them all down. All right. Well, don't you want to talk about Jerry Ryan, who's in yeah. Seven of Nine from Star Trek? Special mentions really. to Jerry Ryan and Chris Parnell, who are also in here. She goes deep not this shit. The podcast. It takes me a long time to do these notes. And the best boy <laughs> and uh, the third grip were also from. <laughs> all right. Well, this movie had a bus, uh, estimated budget. Woo. Words are hard. $35 million and a worldwide gross of $39.5 Wow. That's a kick in the teeth. <laughs> it has a 52 meta score, a 60% tomato meter, a 62% audience score, and a 6.3 on IMDb. See, and you know they, when they pitched the like, we're going to have Renee Zellweger and um, you and McGregor right. in a romantic comedy. They're going to be like, oh, this is going to make $100 million without breaking a sweat. Well, we'll give you $35. We'll make, we'll make plenty of money. It was, made how much? What was it Shit. that came out the same day or something? Did something come out like? No, we've talked about it though. Something came out. Something came out like the week before that ruined this movie. Um, Anyways, I have two reviews. This movie, I'm surprised that it did not do better. I know. (laughs) All right. ES two one six dash one says in September of two thousand three. So when it was new. That's a draw. Don't go and see this movie. One out of ten. I saw this movie on a plane. I have no idea why I bothered to watch it to the end. It's dreadful. Renee is so affected that it's painful to listen to her. She twitches constantly, and the 60s clothes show how thin she is, making it painful to watch her. Mm. What? Ewan M. is no good in the film either, though it's harder to specify what's wrong with his performance. However, since the film is an all-around dud, then any deep analysis of where an individual performance went wrong is pretty pointless at the end of the day. Don't go even if you're given free tickets. Damn. Wow, that's pretty. <laughs> On the other hand, Sexy Poo, I might be supposed to be Sexy Poo, it's S-Y-X-I-E-P-O-O. Oh, the Matrix Reloaded. Mm, Hold on, this... Sorry, I don't want to cut you off here, but no, this is what they were going up against. <laughs> Matrix Reloaded, Daddy Daycare, and X2, X-Men United. Yeah, so... Mm-hmm. But... So. X-Men and Matrix killed yeah. it. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, you were fucked. And this movie just got forgotten. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, well, Sixty Poo says, Shit. 10 out of 10, flashback, more than a hint of Doris Day and Rock Hudson here. The general similarity to Pillow Talk and Lover Come Back is unmistakable, and yet this movie is fresh, amusing, and delightful. It's light and fluffy, and the leads are wonderfully 60s camp in their roles. No deep thinking is necessary here. Done that wrong. The level of amusement, however, and nostalgia is high. Renee and Ewan play excellently off each other, and David is a delight, playing much like his character in Frasier. He does play the uh, <laughs> Niles. What? Unlike the perfect host where he was just fucking crazy. <laughs> He's a little Nilesy in but this. But he was a little Nilesy in that too. But no, all no, no. in all, this is good, <laughs> really? gentle fun. When's the last time we saw Niles on a conga line? No, I'm just saying <laughs> the the super particular finicky guy. <laughs> Persnickety. Yes. It's kind of nice. So what'd you think going in, John? I thought, hey, 
I've. This is a movie. <laughs> what about you, Elaine? I thought. Okay, down with love. Is this gonna be some kind of enemies to lovers? When do I change mine? I thought. Ooh. Ah. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'll give it a try. I feel like if I haven't heard of it, then it couldn't possibly be good. <laughs> all right, Tony. I was like, uh, man, I've seen this thousands of times, and I can't wait to watch it again. Wow. No, I'm kidding. I never saw this before. <laughs> wow. I was there you were. Wow. 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 I heard you watch this out of order. Yep. He watched the, uh, the last half, and then he watched the first half. I mean, it wasn't... Well, he's a complicated plot. <laughs> I knew it was going to happen as soon as I watched fun. the first ten minutes. Of it. Yeah. It's like, ah, I bet those two end up together. <laughs> All right, well, the movie has a fun, uh, musical, old-timey, silly opening that it I does. thought Elaine would like. I did. <laughs> I did enjoy that. <laughs> you know, know the musical silliness opening. reminded me a little bit of when we watched Thoroughly Modern Millie. Yes. That's what she said. <laughs> I did enjoy the, the, the time piece. It was yeah. setting the tone very well. It did. It's like, good for you, but how fucking long is this? Come on. This movie <laughs> is charmingly silly. I know, but it, the opening credits were a little long for me. I, wanted, yeah, I had yeah. to speed them up a little bit. That's just me. Um, so, it's 1962, and New York City is thriving. Another fresh, fresh face has arrived, and she seems like maybe she's not quite ready for all the hustle and bustle. But the she does make it up in time to meet with her editor, Vicky. She's written a book. It's called Down With Love, and it comes out in one week. She has to approve the cover, do a photo shoot, and meet with the guys who are going to decide whether, how to promote the book all today. Um, in her meeting with the lion's den, the top executives who are all two consonants, J-R, J-B. I refer to them as the initial board. <laughs> Why is your bunny Okay, okay, he's not going to be there. Okay, he's, he's fuzzy. having lunch with TB. He's down with TB. Okay. She's like, oh, is it serious? No, TB, the owner of the company. <laughs> Theodore Banner. <laughs> or Tony Randall. She's drawing a bunny with a beard and chest hair. I will oh. now call him Mr. Chesty. <laughs> and underline it, so it's set. Sorry, bunny, no changing. But none of them know What's what your her... obsession with drawing animals today? I don't know. What is your obsession with obsessing about her animals? Well, she's you don't see me over here critiquing your doodles. I haven't doodled. You draw Not constantly. today, but you normally do. <laughs> this is the first time I've never... You haven't drawn anything. Matter of fact, should we go through your book? Yeah, maybe we should. <laughs> Uh, so none of them know what her little book is about, even though they are publishing it. Vicky tries to explain it, but they just want her to get them coffee. Basically, I know, I thought that was kind of an asshole move. Like, that was a real hey, asshole you're move. you're the editor, go get me coffee. Kind of an asshole move? Like, uh, what? That's kind and of she's like, like, oh, there isn't any. And they're like, well, if you're making a fresh pot. <laughs> and one dude's like, oh, I don't know for me. I'll have a Sanka. It's like, <laughs> I had to look that I up. Would, I didn't know what it was. <laughs> I, I would spit in your coffee, dude. Put rat poison in it like nine to five. Well, that's, that's because you don't listen to the comedy stylings of Sebastian Maniscalco, or you would know all about. We're gonna have a sink. <laughs> I can't believe you slowed set that Nielsen thing in. Oh. They sent us five dollars cash, and he's like, "I'm gonna do it." Sorry, I'm getting stuck on Maniscalco. All right, but we have this thing. They sent. Did you get one of these things from the Nielsen rating people? No. They sent us five bucks. Like, fill this out. Here's five bucks. Like Elaine's cash like, in the mail. You're uh, not yeah, even supposed five. to do that. And, and Elaine's like, I'll do it. They sent you a $5 bill? Yeah. Wow. And she, and she kept the $5 and never mailed the thing in. Oh. <laughs> I bet that's what most hey, people do. Hey, buyer, buyer beware, man. <laughs> so, I'm lazy. I mean, you uh, took the $5. You... John still doesn't think I'm going to mail your wedding invitation. <laughs> RSVP card. card. 
No, it's going to be the day after it was due. Ben, you're did you come mail over yours for, back yet? For whatever reason, you're going to come over. I don't know why you'd ever come over. I mean, we don't ever come over. No. but And she'd be like, oh, hey, I forgot the mail. It's in hand it to you. I would never. Oh, I want to make a side bet. Uh, well... I thought we I'll already... bet you the Nielsen $5. I, I thought I already said I bet you $100 I will. Ooh, I don't remember that. I'm really sure. Really? Yeah. If, it was $100, $100. Have, if it was me, I'd have mailed that motherfucker the next day, but, but not we you. We have to songs. <laughs> we have to decide what songs we want to put on there. Elaine told well, that month, what does it do? The 23rd, I'll send it on the 22nd. Well, y'all write your book of songs, and I'll tell you what the book Gone with, Down With Love is about. Mm-hmm. The um, book is about helping women to be more like men. Ooh, basically. Down With Love's going to be on the list. Write that down. To be more independent, successful, and fulfilled and respected in the workforce. And to accomplish this, they have to work through three levels. The first of which is to abstain from men altogether. And instead, pleasure themselves with the technique oh. she's outlined in one of the chapters. And all of the, <laughs> with the people, all, all of the, the dudes in the room... Lean oh, forward. Yeah. I'm listening. I want to hear about this. And then so, they're disappointed. <laughs> and she says, with chocolate. And like, ah, fuck off. <laughs> but this will help them stop connecting pleasure with love. Level two is taking on new challenges. And level three is equality when she becomes active in the workplace. And by level three, she can have sex whenever she wants with whomever she wants. Just like a man. That's not Sex true. a la carte. Mm-hmm. So instead of equating sex with love and marriage... You just equate sex with a good time because instead of love and marriage, we're furthering our careers because we can't have both. It's 19 whatever. 62. 62. <laughs> but you can have it now. It's 1992. <laughs> you can have your cake and eat it too now. Mm-hmm. So we meet Catcher Block. I never liked the little sex. Can, men can have sex with whoever they want. No, Max have, men have sex with whoever they can. <laughs> <laughs> He's not wrong. Women have sex with whoever they want. That's, yep, it's true. If you are, are that's not true. If you are I cannot have woman, sex with whoever I want. <laughs> yeah, you could. There's no way. There was no way I could not have sex with whoever I want See, when I was 18. Yeah, all you have to do is ask. And most dudes are like, but sure. <laughs> but you can't. But it's yeah, not how it works. And most dudes are like, yeah. Like if you you see a dude at a, at a club, you're like, wow, I'd really like to see him naked. You just walk up and be like, hey, I'd like to see you naked. You're like, sure. Well, well, if if I knew that when I was eighteen, <laughs> yeah, but that's. I mean, this is the big mystery, Carly. No. I mean, women, but that's two people. Really at crystal nailed. Women need a reason to have sex. Men just need a place. No, but that's not true. It's... Because you're assuming that the men that women want to have sex with are the strangers at the club and not secretly her girlfriend's boyfriend. Yeah. Or the, the whole, guy, or her older brother's best friend who thinks that you're still six. Yeah, oh, that's just creepy. Women don't want to have sex with the stranger at the club. They want to have sex with men that they're attracted to that they know that don't like them that way. <laughs> that's not true. It's only true because you want it to be true. No, it's only true you because it. it's true. No. Like, oh, I really, really like my girlfriend's boyfriend. I bet you put your no. bid in, he's going by. Men... Think that women can have sex with whoever they want because they can't have sex with whoever they want, and women think that men can have sex with whoever want they want because they can't have sex with whoever they want. The moral of the story is they always think the other side is having more sex, but they're really not. Because that's not side. how it works. The grass is green on the other side. I see what you got going on there. That's some. There's some. There's some legs to that argument. I think you've got something there, Tony. You want to chime in on this? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting into this. <sighs> All right, so we meet Catcher Block. 
And when he uh, descends from a helicopter. Did anybody else hear the theme for Austin Powers as this guy's roaming around? Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's got the whole Austin Powers thing going on. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, this is like a fucking, this is like a spoof <laughs> yeah. or something? What is this? <laughs> this helicopter has brought him to the roof of the building where he works. And, and he gets into a shagwar. For the party that he was at last night. I like that shagwar. The shagwar is fucking cool, though. The I dropped George. the fuck out of that, yeah. Flag on and he's got uh, three lovely ladies in the helicopter with him. And they're triplets. Yes. I was like, wait a minute. See, this is the kind of thing where like people see this like, ooh, you got with twins or triplets. I'm like, that's gross. Yeah. And mm-hmm. yes. he's uh, his, he goes into the office and is fired by his boss, Peter McManus, the son of the McManus Enterprises guy and the guy who owns the hotel or the hotel the, the magazine, magazine that he works at no you're fired no I'm not yeah <laughs> I love you can take your Pulitzer and shut up I love that the name of the magazine is no for men who are in, in the, the no <laughs> I love that why isn't there a magazine called no because there's not magazines anymore remember Maxim that was kind of like a magazine for men it was no. was it called De- no? details <laughs> GQ Esquire. Uh, I'm pretty sure GQ and Esquire still thinks. Playboy was a big one. And there's a lot of magazines that have gone more online now. Yeah. More well, because why would, you, why would you buy a $5 magazine if you could just go online and if you get a $5 a month subscription, it's easier to read and it's cheaper for them to make it. Yep. But apparently Peter held the presses to give Catcher more time to get his story about Nazis hiding in Argentina. And this Which morning he saw a headline about how Catcher Block was spotted at uh, the Copa with three ladies from the floor show. How many glasses did they have, though? <laughs> That's how they knew the Nazis, because they did the German three. Um, turns and I glaze out, that. And he's like, unless there were Nazis at the Copa, then you're fired. And he's like, oh, there were Nazis at the Copa. Turns out America has employed some former Nazis as scientists in our space program. He's talking about Operation Paperclip. So he's got the scoop. And the guy that, that who did the who's doing the space race that was von Braun. Mm-hmm. It's all true. So uh, Peter knew Catcher would come through, but they have to call to get somebody from legal to make sure that they're good to publish this article. In the meantime, Peter helps Catcher get his things together to wear today, but he can't find any sock garters, <clears throat> and Catcher's like, I don't use them. I just wear over the calf socks made with these new space age fibers called like lycra. <laughs> Otherwise known as like elastic. I love this scene. Why? Because it's so funny. Why is it funny? Because you people did this. This was the conversation that was had. But men in the 60s was like, hold on, let me see your socks. So, <laughs> no, no, let me see. This. Holy shit. How'd you do that? <laughs> because the scene is filmed in the style. This movie is done in the style of a sex comedy. Okay? A nostalgic sex comedy. Which is, makes it funny because they're talking about the socks and it sounds like they're talking about his penis to his, to her, his secretary. And it just makes me laugh. That's also, funny. the conversation about socks is just funny. <laughs> Even when you know it's about socks. He's like, how, are you, how do you know you're not going to show a shiny shin when you cross your leg? Shin. And he's like, how long is that? It was like 16 inches. He's like, and I got two of them. That lady Whoa. fucking fell out of her chair. <laughs> I was like, first of all, you're never having sex with anybody. And you that made me think about how dicks, men go. Yeah. There's, <laughs> there's the a little bit. You're gonna take your pants off. They're gonna go. No. <laughs> like I, then I was just thinking about sock fashion. How <laughs> men's socks? They don't wear just plain black socks anymore. They get fun socks. Or well, this dude's sock wear game was on point. No mm-hmm. socks. Mm-hmm. And that's a choice as well. 
or low socks. Yeah. <laughs> Which oh is weird goodness. in a dress shoe. <laughs> it does seem to be trendy right now. The pants that are slightly short. The high water. And kind yeah. of tight. And then the shoes and it looks like you're not wearing socks. Yes. <laughs> so I'm like, people who wear that, I'm like, you're going to feel like an asshole in a couple of years when that's out of style and you got to buy only suits. <laughs> Because there's no way that's staying in fashion for long. Because for a while, it was a low break on your pant. I know. But now, there's no break. <laughs> I actually know about fashion. Thank you. <laughs> so the, See, when that's they, why I told you to get a good break on your pants. When that? the secretary faints, they come out of the doorway, and they're like, what is it about the workplace that women just can't seem to handle? Meanwhile... The higher-ups won't promote down with love. Well, she shouldn't have been eavesdropping on the conversation about socks. I mean, she was his secretary and the door was but open. But really, would that make you pass out? she was out? trying to figure you out how to go. About old no, Apparently, but it's a sex comedy. Yeah. Apparently, there's He's no got a giant for shots, his secretary. You know what I mean? He goes through so many of them. She didn't know how to call legal. She was trying to figure out the phone system, and she accidentally turned on the intercom. All right, I'll give you that's a fair mistake, but why'd she pass out? She, she was shocked by the thought believe. of... She was <laughs> upset to a great degree trying to picture this man's two penises. That stay up all day long. <laughs> <laughs> that's a disturbing thought. And they're 16 inches long. That's a, just they're that, breed. That's like, like do you two know, arms come out of your crotch. Look, could you imagine if you just were like, have this in your pants? This isn't a visual medium, Elaine. <laughs> Friends, you don't know that Elaine stood up and put both of her arms in her crotch area... And they were pointing in different directions. <laughs> it was almost like a DX crotch like this? shot, but I tried to get my elbows together because I assume they're attached to the same point, but maybe they're not. Maybe one comes out the front and one out the back. Oh, like man. a tail. Look, this is, this is really upsetting. Obviously, this you woman passed out. Oh, this is interesting. Oh, okay. Just, I mean, really, that's what gotta, she's picturing. Go. That's what she's picturing. <laughs> Vicky has a plan. She got Barbara a cover story and interview with Catcher Block. Ladies Whose man, name is fucking Man's Catcher? man. Man about town. I like it. <laughs> the number one journalist. Right, the first time magazine. they said that, I was like, oh, that's cool. But no, that's like his moniker. I'm like, no, that's not cool, dude. You, you can't, that can't be your moniker. <laughs> so uh, then we get some back and forth with Vicky and Barbara in the back of one cab and Peter and um, Catcher in the back of another. Um, and the ladies are all excited about this interview, and Catcher is like, no, I'm not doing this interview. Um, and Peter begs him to do it, because he has a thing for Vicky, and he thinks he might have a chance well, with Vicky's her. an attractive lady. <laughs> I enjoy the relationship between Peter and Vicky way more than the relationship <laughs> between Barbara and Catcher. I don't know. She says she'll marry him just because. But <laughs> she doesn't. She actually really likes him. Uh, does she? Yes. So Vicky Let's shows. watch it again. Stop the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I got shit to do. Vicky shows Barbara the apartment she gets to stay in while she's here. And holy shitballs. I know. <laughs> what, did, she, did she write War and Peace or the Harry Potter novel? <laughs> Jesus Christ. For a book, for, okay. I mean, how For what a publishing they... house that is not willing to, permit, to promote, promote her book and only put one copy in two bookstores. And they're paying for this? Ooh, what shit. the fuck? Yeah, they're taking a big fat L on this one. Yeah. What are those charging? Like, I don't know, five grand per book? <laughs> like, did somebody lose a bet? What is happening? <laughs> she got beer flavored nipples or something? 
I feel like the initials were playing poker and somebody lost and they had to pay up by letting Vicky pu- edit a book. <laughs> but it just seems very, I don't know. I don't know. The catcher calls. One of those movie jobs. And invites her to come what do you do? right He's, now. Well, I make boats. Catcher's apartment. Yeah. Like, well, at least that makes sense. He's a, a Pulitzer Prize winning writer. I mean, but he's not James Bond. Like, this guy's apartment is he's amazing. He's got a swinging 60s apartment. Well, that's why I thought Austin Powers was going to come out the back. <laughs> be like, do I make you holy, baby? Oh, Lord. So, she should have had a smaller apartment and she got upgraded once she hit the bestseller. Yes! Okay. She's like, this is the apartment we're going to give you. And it's like the size of this room, but the entire what apartment. What I want to know is, who paid for that wardrobe? <laughs> It's fantastic. <laughs> it's and something. It, and it already comes into play. Yes. Because he invites her to come right now yes. to discuss her book. And they show up in coordinating outfits, yes. these ladies. Which was <laughs> amazing. They have coordinating outfits, okay? And they come in and they shrug off their jackets in unison. <laughs> so This they, gag they play multiple times. Yes. They worked this shit out before they got to the restaurant. They practiced this. Because you don't do that it's, on a whim. No. They choreographed it in a box Can we do this? Yeah. Can we just do this somewhere? <laughs> I don't care where we're going. Can we just get it on this? How about their wedding? We can't coordinate outfits. We could. Don't challenge Elaine. You sure could. But I know what your dr- but I have an idea what your dress looks like. So that means I would have to match. Yeah. Or opposite. I would love to see this. I'm on board. You, you could get remarried early. Again? Oh, again? What are we doing? 30 now? <laughs> Apparently, we're doing 20, 21, 21 and a half. And a half. <laughs> 21 in four months? You know, that, that old tradition. <laughs> that old chestnut of an anniversary. We're just really excited. We're still married. Oh, man. We're in the marriage hall of fame. We're over 20. We celebrate every day. Oh, I so. do celebrate you every day. Oh, boom. Excuse me. Before the ladies arrive, this a flight future. attendant arrives to uh, see Catcher, and they go off together. No, no, they go to Bone. They don't go off together. Always time she for has a matinee. She has a layover. <laughs> no, no, she's getting laid over. <laughs> All right. So, so then he calls. So then the girls <laughs> arrive, so then he calls and says, can we make a dinner? Mm-hmm. She's eating because somewhere else. Uh, oh! little English foxhound wandered in. And like, muzzles him. And who would believe this shit? Oh, no she one. Doesn't. She doesn't believe it for a second. <laughs> At no point. Did. But then they go to dinner, and again, a different outfit and a yeah. different coat. <laughs> and he's with a different stewardess. Yeah. And not flight attendant, it's stewardess. This was the 60s. Anyway. Why are you <laughs> looking at me like I was about to correct you? I don't care if you call them stewardesses or flight attendants. I, don't I know. call them stewardesses. I don't know. And uh, he calls. Know. He wants to rain check for breakfast <laughs> this time. Mm-hmm. Because this right. was a French... Who has a breakfast Poodle. meeting? Come mm-hmm. on now. Everybody knows that's the fuck so off So then at breakfast, she overhears the two stewardesses talking. One missed lunch yesterday because she was with Catcher Block. It was one Block. flight attendant was talking to a steward. And yeah. the other missed dinner because she was with Catcher Block. And they're like, oh, I thought he loved me. He doesn't even care for me. And where's Elkie? That's who catches with now. <laughs> Hello. I mean, this guy couldn't sleep at three other stewardesses. So he calls. What's wrong with the word stewardess? When did he's that been become? He's caught up again. This time by a Swedish lap hound, and she is not interested in a rain check. She's not going to meet with him at all. And Peter's chances with Nikki seem to be over. See, now he's not a proper wingman. A proper wingman would have done so. 
I mean, just show up for one of the meetings. I mean, <laughs> at least one. That's how you know this guy's Talk a self-centered asshole. Minutes. He couldn't take one for the team. He's like, yeah. hey, I really like this girl. I need you to, you know, jump on the friend and for I'm your He's boss. Like, nah. <laughs> I don't think... I don't think it's... He, I need you to do this article. I'm your boss at the magazine where you work. Well, he didn't want to <laughs> do the article, but... But other than that, you know... I feel like he would have eventually done it for his friend. He just didn't think this woman would care... If he rain checked on her probably fifty times, she still should be honored to meet with Catcher Block. He yes, because he thinks it's all about what he can do for her, and she's some ugly spinster lady. From <laughs> did anybody use the word spinster? He uses. The <laughs> he word. did. He, every time he called, let me talk to the spinster. I know. I, I think that's the first time she's referred to as a spinster. <laughs> I think he says something about her being a spinster when they're in the car when he just tell, says he doesn't want to do the interview. Yeah. Or on the way to that first lunch or something. So he has a picture in his mind of her. And he's not interested in having a conversation she doesn't, with her. She didn't sound blonde on the phone. What does a blonde <laughs> person sound like exactly? I don't know. So Catcher takes Peter to a dance show to help cheer him up. With the astronauts. And I was like, this is silly. But it was the early 60s in the space race times. <laughs> well, wait, 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 wait. I got it. It was the 60s. <laughs> It seemed like Remember a the 80s? fun show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All of these shows seem fun. <laughs> I would like to see that show. <laughs> Vicky shows Barbara that her book is in the store. But she's disappointed. There's one copy. <laughs> this is when I'm like, this is when I put two and two together. I'm like, that big ass apartment, you sold one book. <laughs> she didn't sell any at this point. <laughs> when she sells one, it'll be like it never existed. <laughs> well, sold out. You do think that they, the bookstore would have bought it from the publisher. So they, they sold a, a book. Yeah. <laughs> so they sold a book. Now the store's got to sell it. That's another thing. But they've sold the book. That's mm-hmm. true. And she's like, well, this store down the street has one too. So there's actually two. <laughs> two books? You can't, you can't do a run of two books. No, but it's ridiculous. I don't know if purpose. that's true. Yeah. It's ridiculous on purpose. You're in the book world. Is that a thing? But could they run one book? No. They wouldn't. It would cost too much to print. <laughs> You're gonna print because well I don't know how they do it back then but now you print arcs you print books ahead of time to give those people for reviews and all that kind of shit so I don't know why you print one book they probably printed ten of them or whatever and they kept them in the back and they just put one on the shelf because sure who the hell cares yeah and then when so, it sells they'll put another one on the shelf Vicky promises she'll think of something she wants to get her on the Ed Sullivan show that was a big deal in the sixties. She's decided to put a, a writer on the Ed Sullivan show yeah. for she, a book no one's ever heard it. of. Vicky, Vicky is good at her job. Is this a real no, Judy no, no, Garland no, no, no. song or is this a I fake song? I have I don't no know. idea. But there's good. Like, you know what? Michael Jordan's good at his job. She's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I wonder if we could get you on the Ed Sullivan show. And That's then not she something does. you like to pick up a phone. Like... Somebody, the, That's the, not good. The nun on the scooter or whatever dropped out, and they got Judy Garland to sing this song about her book that didn't even exist a few days ago, as far as we know. They wrote a song. <laughs> right. So, yeah, like I said, Michael Jordan's good. She's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, now the book is a must-have for wow. all the women who Performed saw it. Performed by Ed Judy Sullivan. Garland. <laughs> so, Pamela. apparently, this is a real... Song, yeah, <laughs> music by Harold Arlen, lyrics by E. Y. Harburg, <laughs> written so, by Renee Zellweger. No Weird. American has written more first-rate songs than Ar- than Harold Arlen. No one has. That's what it says. I don't he did that. 
That dude from the Bee Gees wrote a lot of hits. He's on the soundtrack <laughs> of Pam. Of Pam and Tommy, the After Party, Euphoria. Um, Pam and Tommy, like respect. Deep. Space Jam: A New Legacy. Like them, <laughs> The Stand, Fargo. I did watch that Hulu thing. I wasn't a big fan. He has nine hundred ninety nine soundtrack wow. credits. Wow! Jesus! <laughs> He's just pumping them out. Look at you go. What? All right. Well, anyway. So now every woman in the world seems to need to get this. He book. wrote Over the Rainbow. He wrote that. Yes. Wow. That's Even in the, that's, that, that's not that's bad. I'm going down to the bottom. I'm curious to see where it starts. Well, his first one he wrote, "Happy Birthday." <laughs> <laughs> he wrote, "Row, row, row, row your boat." boat. <laughs> he did the soundtrack for uh, "That's Entertainment." 1812 Overture. That was him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, Old McDonald. That's his farm. <laughs> so it becomes a New York Times bestseller, and finally. Catcher sees a display in a book window and realizes the spinster librarian who wrote the book is attractive. <laughs> she's not bad. He talks to Peter oh, and nice. he's like, I'll do she's the story. She's hard on her heart, you see. Call Vicky, I'll do the wow. story. He did this song called Get Happy that was used in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight movies in a row. <laughs> was it in the 70s? No, it was 31. <laughs> Jesus. His son and or daughter are doing well. Three, four, five. Wow. And I love a... Oh, he wrote I Love a Parade. He wrote everything. I Love a Parade. That's a good song. He put the ring and ring around the ropes. (laughs) You might have heard this little ditty called Here Comes Santa Claus. That's him. He wrote Stormy Weather. Of course he did. I fucking love that song. Stormy Weather. Happy as the day is long. It's only a paper moon. Jesus. Son of a bitch wrote the story. Let's fall in love. This guy's talented. Yeah. He knows he knows the written word, one would say. He wrote down with the sickness. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to hear his version. Oh man. So Vicky is the new number one editor at Banner Books, and she gets a huge office. And she and Barbara are not interested in talking to Catcher and Peter because they're busy. He wrote a song a, called Minnie the Moocher's Wedding Day. Oh, I love the Minnie the Moocher. <laughs> There's a story about Minnie I got the a right Moocher. to sing the blues. Anyway, so this office, you have one hit book that give you this fucking office. I got to think okay. you want to hit a couple books in a row before you have the giant office. I'm going to go ahead and throw the bullshit flag. While she's amazing at her job, for this one person, you need to do that consistently. That may be what's called a fluke. <laughs> so what other books does she do? I don't know. Oh, they don't do that ever again in the movie. <laughs> she there died, are she no, dines on that one book. There are no more books ever put out in this movie. I thought for sure she was going to write more books. Mm-hmm. She did. I mean, she does. Well, in the, the credits. <laughs> credits? <laughs> I thought in, during the movie she'd be pumping out books. Uh-huh. And she wasn't. I was like, all right then. Because <laughs> Big Shot editor off one book? I don't think so. <laughs> Woman in the 60s? Come on now, let's be real. <laughs> well, Barbara ends up on a game show, and they do a short interview at the end. I'm sorry, the hat needs attention. <laughs> we need to discuss this hat. Yeah, which hat? The black hat. The one that she's so, wearing at this game show. On the game, game show. show. <laughs> it's about four feet tall, about three and a half feet fucking wide. It Borderline bit, sombrero. <laughs> it's a bit like... The Khabib hat, only small, only bigger in black. She could do a Mortal Kombat fatality with this hat. Right. (laughs) 
Well, they ask about um, how her book sales skyrocketed, and it turns out that the women bought the book, and then their husbands bought the book to secretly read it so they could know what their wives read. And then they tripled when church groups started burning her book, and they were so excited they kept ordering more so they could have more fires. Wow. That was a really good line. That that was very charming. I was like, good for you. She knows how to play the audience. That was a good line. And then there's apparently a chapter in her book about the worst kind of man that women should always stay away from. And she's like, you're not asking me to name names, are you? Catch your block. Oh, snap. Yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah. I do think nowadays you get sued for some shit like that. But it was the 60s. (laughs) That's slander. Peter is like, well... I guess like, your reign and you're suit. <laughs> as ladies man, man's man, man about town is over because you done pissed off the wrong woman. <laughs> and Catcher's like, I don't think so. The women that I date don't listen to her. And, and then the phone then rang immediately. Jerry, standing in the terminal, not going to leave the airport. She's going to catch up on some reading while she eats her chocolate. Oh, <laughs> snap. You know, I'm watching this and or I'm thinking, Elaine eats a lot of chocolate. Jerry is the actress. So... Catcher yeah. is pissed. Why do you eat so much chocolate? Because I like the taste. You're supposed to be... Are you supplementing the love feeling? <laughs> no. I started eating a lot of chocolate when I quit smoking. <laughs> and that's my fault, too. <laughs> so I want you to live. <laughs> Catcher's pissed and decides he's going to write an expose of the century and expose the whole down with love thing as a farce. He's going to make Barbara fall in love with him and expose her. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. it's like a body switch? <laughs> <laughs> no. He switches his body. <laughs> no, it's a He's uh, impersonating other people. <laughs> I'm impersonating another person? You have to be a person. I mean, yeah, neither of them are impersonating real people. You just created They're a just person. just leading double lives, I guess, is more like it. <laughs> like Batman. Barbara has been blackballed by men and cannot get a date, which is funny because if they knew what the book is about, they know that she's down for no strings. Hibbity-dibbity. <laughs> That's the word she uses, was hibbity-dibbity. Mm. Yeah. She wants to do the, the old tally whacker. like, the sex the on the chunk yeah. girl can't get sex. The mattress mambo? <laughs> the mattress mambo. But at the same Did time... in and out? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. So... Although we don't see her... Uh, catch salami at all in this movie. No, no there's no whole no sex. No, she doesn't. Even though she's so open to it. And yeah, she's supposed to be like a free everywhere. spirit and ready to bone at any moment. She gets no bone. No. Well, she's not really open Because she's it. alone. Because Barbara Novak is not really Can you wake your dog up? She's snoring really loud again. Mr. Boss! <laughs> Peter and Catcher are out. Yeah, he doesn't get any Peter. We need to get back to the office for an and update no. on Barbara's <laughs> habits. When Catcher no sees her and decides <laughs> he'll pick up Peter's dry cleaning so he can meet her. He uses a fake southern accent and pretends not to know who she is. His southern accent was not good. <laughs> but I think it was not good on purpose. Astronaut. Astronaut. I think you and McGregor can do a southern. It was consistent, but, though. Yeah. So. But it wasn't like, where is that supposed to be from? But the whole point is it's supposed to be campy, so it was supposed to be silly. Yeah. Exactly. That's what, <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. I think it was bad on it's purpose. It's clearly a fake accent. Yeah. It was like when he says, I'd sure love a tang. <laughs> <laughs> Which no one has ever said ever in their life. No, he needs to say no. sweet tea. So they pick up No, he's supposed to be an astronaut. <laughs> he still wants sweet tea. He's on Earth. Yes. Turns out Peter left a bunch of stuff in his pockets, including the NASA security badge from earlier. So Catcher tells her that he's an astronaut who just got back. To the world, NASA. to the Earth. <laughs> secret NASA. He's never been to the moon, but he's been to the moon. And he's in New York working on a secret project. 
and that um, can you keep a secret? So can I. <laughs> Such a great line. <laughs> and she's like, "Are those parties at the Copa as crazy as they sound?" And he's like, "I, I it's not my speed. I, my idea of a fun night is staying at home with a good book and smoking my pipe." <laughs> she, and Elaine was like, "Are you single?" <laughs> <laughs> she invites him back to her place for some hibbity dibbity, but hey! he can't do that. He doesn't know her well enough. See, and that's how you know this is bullshit because, yeah. <laughs> You had the high ground. So she that's, that's when he says she offers to buy him a drink and he says he'd rather he'd like a tang. He'd then, like some tang, all right. Yeah, he would. <laughs> Later catcher sees Peter spying on Vicky while she's out with a quarterback. But he ends up uh leaving. So no, she's catcher alone. sees Peter spying on yes. Vicky. Oh did I Oh I wrote Spot. Okay, I wrote that. I just didn't yeah, say that. it right. Okay, you read it the other way around. <laughs> you did. That's what we we got it though. Friends, you get and, that? Uh, cool. He's like, do you think she likes him? He's like, it doesn't matter. The dude left. So go swoop in. This is your moment. And he's like, I can't do that. And he's like, well, this is when you get in the game because once I write that expose, your chances with her are done. Yeah. So she convinces him to go over. Turns out the quarterback just wanted to slip Vicky his manuscript. Mm. She says, men who resent her success won't give her the time of day, and men who respect it won't give her the time of night. Peter promises to respect and resent her day and night, night and day. And she's like, really? You're on. So they're going to date now. (laughs) And that's how you date. Yeah. (laughs) Catcher tells Henri, the maitre d' at the restaurant, that he is now Major Zip Martin. And he gives him a tip and says, spread the word to all the maitre (laughs) d's. Zip. This motherfucker catch wants to be zip. <laughs> See, does he know there's regular names out there in the world? <laughs> he had to think on his feet. Yeah. He had to think on his feet, and the first word he saw was zipper. zipper. <laughs> and Martinizing. And he couldn't go with Bob. There's nothing wrong with zip. It's fun. It's peppy. What's it short for? Pep. Zip. Zippy. No. Pep. Pep's a good name. He should have been Pep. Pep. Pep Streetback. Yeah. If I ever need to come with a fake name, it's going to be Pep. <laughs> So then we get a daily name, montage Pat. of them going to shows, Friends, dinners, name, dancing, sporting events. They have 29 dates in 23 days. So that's quite a whirlwind. A whirlwind? All the fancy clothes. <laughs> Catcher sends a PI to Maine to get the dirt on Barbara. A woman wouldn't swear off men just to get ahead in the workforce. There has to be something else. He wants to interview the guy who messed her up. So then he gets a call and goes to help Peter, who's cooking a home-cooked meal for Vicky. Catcher tells Peter that he should have made his move three weeks ago because she's a down-with-love girl, so she's down to bang. <laughs> He's like, well, maybe she is, but I'm not. <laughs> Peter needed these three weeks to build up to it. Nowadays, it's since she's DTF. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... Catcher's like, so this is the kind of date that a guy like you makes for a lady. And he's like, yeah, if I dated, this is what I would do. And he's like, I think we should switch apartments. You want to get down with Vicky? Go to my place and do it. I'm trying to Not get court down. Barbara. I'm going to stay at your place with this dinner and do that. And Peter's like, all right. <laughs> so they switch apartments. Catcher calls Barbara and asks if she'd be willing to stay in tonight instead of going out because he's in the mood for a home-cooked meal. And she's like, I am not cooking for you. And he 
he's like, oh, no, no, no. I'm going to cook for you. Whoa. <laughs> she caught a wedding on that one. The way Whoa. they shoot this scene, I didn't notice the first time I watched it. Tony could not believe I didn't notice it the first time I watched it. But it's very full of innuendo. Yeah, <laughs> she didn't get that scene. Really? Where they're fucking? They do the split screen. Really? And her head is by He's doing push-up on top of her. I know. Wait, what? <laughs> she didn't get it. Evidently, Elaine didn't get it either. No, I did get it. I'm I'm sorry. I was answering a work text. And I got, and I jumped back in to hear that it Carly didn't understand they were having sex. No, I totally missed it. The first How time. did you miss that? <laughs> I know. It's so obvious. Nothing would have been immoral moral if you had to think that. Like, oh, my God. It's always like, um. Oh. <laughs> One in the back for dancing. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh. One in the back for dancing? Yeah. His other chicks. Got, got one in the back. <laughs> but what? How CR, is that CR useful for dancing? Love, uh, How episode. is that useful for dancing? I'll show you. you know, what you got to do is you got to. <laughs> Wait, I need you to stand up and demonstrate that. No, 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 use your mind's eye. You got to. My mind's eye is disturbed. I'm going to pass out like that secretary. Well, 16 oh. inches. Which is way too much. No, that's what I'm saying. You can pull... Stays up all day. I mean. You pull out two 16-inch sticks. You're Even half that's probably yeah, a we're done. Thing. Remember that comedian where you're like supposed to give them like a whole surprise? They're going to go, oh, no, no, no. Never happened. It's like that one dude. If that, you pulled out your pants and you got two dicks, I'm saying no. <laughs> you ever see, nope. You ever get nope. The, no, nope. Did you guys ever get the picture of, of the big nope. dude with like the Not big old hammer yet. hanging? Do I get a, did I ever get a picture the, of a no, dude see, with this Like they said the thing, like click on this and it's big when he's got this. No, people dude. don't send me dick pics. Well, anyway, it's this dude with a big <laughs> old thing. And you're like, that. that guy's never getting any because that'll kill somebody. <laughs> Is it smaller than a baby? Because ladies stretch. <laughs> yeah, but, but not always. Not always. You got. <laughs> yeah, well, you got to work up to something that size. Your body's got to do some stuff before you're ready for something like that. You don't just plop out a baby when you're ready. It takes time to get your body ready. Thanks it's for explaining childbirth to me, sir. <laughs> Let me explain to you how the woman's body works. All right. <laughs> it's like periods. You know, when your vagina falls out every month. <laughs> Let me explain. <laughs> oh my god! And your vagina falls out every month. Oh Don't you god. remember that from that? That's the... What was it? Adele? What was that movie? Adeline. 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 Yeah. All right. So that night, Barbara loves Peter slash Zip's apartment at dinner. I still want to know what Zip's short for. <laughs> no, it's not short for Zipper. <laughs> the I name. He, I thought he said <laughs> Zip. <laughs> You want to know what zip is short Zippy, for? Yeah. Something stupid like Cletus. <laughs> Cletus? He's just always It's a nickname. Zip. It's a nickname. Oh, so man. his real name is probably, I don't know, I Michael or John or Timothy. Sense. Or something really like, weird like Chavez E. Chavez. James. James. <laughs> oh, man. How does this shit happen? He's, he was named Charlemagne. It's an old family name. And he goes by Zip. <laughs> Charlemagne? No, actually. It's Leslie. His first name is Leslie Martin, and he goes by Zip. Okay. Actually, I, I, I could believe someone named Leslie goes, I want to be called Zip. But someone named Charlemagne, that's not want to be called Zip. They want to be called Charlemagne. Because apparently they're just down with keeping villagers down or something. Next time you get a cat, please name it Charlemagne. I'm not getting any more cats. The whole world I've heard. You liar. This year. Um, Charlemagne. Okay. It would be Charlie, wouldn't it? 
It would be Charlie. Yeah. Vicky, on the other hand, is not impressed by Peter's lack of ability to get the gadgets in Catcher's apartment to work, because he seems to have lost the bar. And he. I mean, he's been to this guy's house how many times? You don't know where where the buttons are. I I guarantee you. I guarantee you. You have a friend who has an apartment like that. You've touched those buttons. (laughs) If I go to your house and Tony, all of a sudden, check out these walls. Guess what I'm doing? Which button does what? Which one? This one here? I'm playing with the buttons because that's what guys do. Yeah, that's true. Yep. It's like catching the little thing. He's like, no, I got to hit this. But they make a run for it when he somehow makes the record player begin launching records at precarious speed around the apartment. So Barbara and Zip have a wonderful dinner and she loves the telescope on his balcony. Yeah, she does. And he says that he's ready for bed, and she thinks that they're gonna bone. Wow, that thought someone was beaming in. But he was like, "I'll call you a taxi." And she's all disappointed, and he's like, "Oh, you thought I meant bed, bed? No, I'm not ready for that." <laughs> and she's like, "Say what now?" He's like, "This is only the first time you've come to my home." <laughs> they had sex over the phone. <laughs> They had sex over the phone. You missed it, but it happened. Yeah. She wants to catch that D. This, she, she takes the rest of the chocolate souffle when she leaves. Which you fucking would. It looked delicious. Peter is a good cook. Yes. He's impressive. Peter is impressive. I would date Peter. <laughs> so she's like, you know what? I can't see you anymore. Because she realizes that she's beginning to feel. And he asks her for another chance and kisses her to convince her. And that She's works. like, no, I can't. The point that I'm having feelings. And then she, he kisses her. But it's like the weirdest kiss ever. Well, not the weirdest kiss ever on this podcast. <laughs> because he goes in and he kisses her. And instead of like molding themselves to each other, they're like ass out. <laughs> like they're sinking into the ground face first. <laughs> what? is this <laughs> like she's trying to escape it but can't quite get her lips off him it's a real weird kiss yes but she's like Indeed. the fact that i want to give you another chance is why i can't but then after he kisses her she's like all right one last chance how can i tell if he loves me so it's in his kiss <laughs> that's what it is <laughs> what the hell yeah jesus christ Tony, put your up, shields Tony. up <laughs> John just flat out left the room. Smart. <laughs> oh, Faked an important phone call. So apparently Peter took Vicky to uh, a beatnik co- co- coffee shop and he got <laughs> raided. So he brought the party back to Catcher's apartment. And when Catcher gets home, there is a party of strange beatnik people. Yeah, right? <laughs> One of which appears to be nude, at least from the waist up, and is down... To bone with catcher, so he's like, "All right, yeah." He takes her to the bedroom. He's getting late tonight. It's been three weeks. Yep. Um, Barbara arrives. She's been invited by Vicky, who tells her to have a great time. <laughs> Everyone here is a stranger, and this is Peter's place. The catcher isn't here, so don't worry. She goes to put her coat on the bed and apologizes for interrupting the couple that's in there. And she's like, oh, catch, and tosses her coat at them. And he (laughs) says, what? And then she's like, zip, and storms out. Yeah. And uh, his ridiculous story. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, now. It's good on the fly. Spoiler alert. We learned that she knows he was catched the whole time later on. Yeah. 
But his, I'm sorry, she should not have bought this. No. Not even for the sake of her ruse. <laughs> He's like, as soon as I got here, that lady put something in my pipe, and everything's just been woo ever since. I don't know when when you when you catch someone lying like that, you want to let them dig their own hole. <laughs> I mean, I would listen to the story. I let them dig you, and you dig can't and dig, especially him. if you're going to destroy them. Yeah. <laughs> dig and dig. So she's like, you were dropped? And she's like, well, why were you here anyway? And he's like, well, I got a call from that um, owner of No Magazine, and he said his star journalist wanted to do a cover story on me. And she's like, catch her, block. <laughs> you see, he was just messing with you. He wants to make it out like the, the secret NASA project is just a drugged up beatnik party. <laughs> They're setting you up. He's the worst. He is the worst. <laughs> or the best. Maybe. We'll see. So, um... Sorry, I gotta find so my he, spot. She forgives him. He she feels forgives so dumb. And she's like, I didn't mean to upset you. And he's like, I didn't mean to upset you. And she realizes they're acting like they're in love. Oh. And she's like, oh, it's over. I can't do this. But he declares his love and says he's ready to go all the way. She doesn't have rules about men falling in love with her and having sex with her. Yeah, she's not in love. She should because there, everyone should have rules about having sex with people who are in love with you, but you're not in love with them. That's you should not have sex with them. It more never than, ends more well. Than three times. Someone, someone could end up with their clothes on fire, and then you have to call Vic <laughs> to put out the fire, and he might get punched in the face. Facts. So. They're not going to get this. No, uh, but Vic might laugh his ass off if he ever listens to this episode. Well, I will recommend it. Maybe I'll yell at him. Oh, man. And I imagine a lot of those clothes are pretty flammable. Yeah. All that polyester? Yeah. Well, no, cotton burns well. I wonder if polyester does. But the owner of the Those polyester house... couches in the 60s went up like... Like the films from Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, right? Oh. So TB of Banner House wants Vicky fired for bringing that damn book into the world. His mistress yeah. won't sleep with him anymore. Does your dog just insta sleep? Yes. <laughs> like he woke him up like six times. Yes, and then a does. second later, he's like, he puts oh. his head down and he's instantly asleep. Wow. You want to know what dog. he also does? Sometimes he sleeps with his eyes open. <laughs> so it looks like he's looking at you, but he's asleep. It's damn. so creepy. <laughs> Mr. Boss, and now I'm playing with his ear and he's not even stopping. <laughs> Mr. Boss. Oh, man. So Vicky arrives at work. The the team of um, the Lion's Den of initials, mm -hmm. they're like, we can't fire her. She's got the number one book in the world right now. And he's like, you're my creative team. Figure it out. Or I'll find a new creative team. And then she gets off the elevator and she's like, today is the day I demand my due. Or I'm, I'm quitting. And they're like, oh, well, that problem solved. This is yeah. <laughs> Right? So she ends up jobless. She confesses to Barbara that she's not really a down-with-love girl. She just wants to be Mrs. Peter McManus. Barbara confesses that she's in love, and she's going to tell him tonight. Catcher tells Peter that tonight's the night he will take Barbara down. Mm. And not to Pound Town. Although he might still do that. <laughs> I feel like the whole point is to go to Pound Town. <laughs> but he's got a recording device set up, and he's going to get her to say that she loves him. <laughs> yeah, that's not okay, dude. Yeah, it's fucked up. So they, you can't record a lady 
without her knowledge, especially during sexy times. <laughs> Still as true today as it was then. Yeah. Unless you don't get caught. So they um, get ready nope. for the Incorrect. date. You're still snoring. He's awake snoring. I told you, I think he has a deviated septum. Oh, man. So He's just like snivelies. The song Fly Me to the Moon plays, and it's a lady singing when we're watching her get ready. Yeah, it's abhorrent. Yeah. And then it switches over. It is pretty terrible. I don't need that. We watch him get ready, and Tori's like, and there it is. (laughs) I don't. I'm not a huge Sinatra fan. I mean, he's a wonderful singer. Oh God, and, yeah. But I and I've never really liked "Fly Me to the Moon" Moon in particular. But I do no, not no. want to listen to that woman Amazing singing. Mm-hmm. I don't. I just get my problem with it is is nowadays every fucking everything, like anytime a movie comes out, it's like gonna play "Nevermind" by Nirvana, but it's some. Like haunting girls singing it. And I'm like, can we fucking stop doing that? Like, they do it <laughs> but, everything. But in the 60s, m- yeah. like, multiple people would have sung right, this right. song. Everybody and their brother would have had a version of Fly Me of to course. the Moon. But nowadays, it's, I'm just fed up of it from nowadays because every fucking trailer is some slow girl singing some song everybody knows. And they're like, oh, God. Some slow girl. Yeah, <laughs> mentally. Yeah. Oh. So, anyway, Catcher picks Barbara up, but they have to swing by Peter's place. Peter's place, which is uh-huh. actually Catcher's, Catcher's place. place. On their way out, because he has to stop by that publisher or that magazine owner's place. And uh, when they get there, of course there's a note. Of course nobody's there. But there is a note welcoming them to come in and enjoy the champagne they left as an apology. So he's like, you know what? I'm not letting strangers in my house to drink a bottle of champagne, (laughs) especially when I have a fuck apartment. (laughs) I know this is Catcher's apartment, but still, (laughs) you don't let strangers in your fuck apartment. They're going to fuck on your couch, and then there's mystery fluids. (laughs) I know they weren't concerned about that in the 60s, but there's mystery (laughs) fluids on my couch. What's that? I don't know. Ew, we have to burn this couch and move. And it's a pretty nice couch. It is a nice couch. The pull-out bed with a motorized bed? Does he sleep in his living room? I don't know, because he has a bedroom. bedroom. (laughs) I think he just wants to be able to have sex on any surface. Sometimes he's entertaining three women, so. That's true, and this is a very large couch. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, man. So, anyways. I don't know if they had kings back then. (laughs) California kings. uh, The king and the ladies, man. Catch her block. Meanwhile, Vicky and Peter are out at a restaurant it's one of those fancy like sushi restaurants where they take your shoes and you sit on the floor (laughs) and you have your own private room and your own private waitress i feel like are those even real places or is that just something the movie's made up well i know that they're in new york city so it's far more likely to exist there than here but i do know that there used to be a place that a friend of mine went to for sushi regularly that had a room in the back that you could request and it was like a, like that like a coffee table height, and you took your shoes off and you sat on the floor. An authentic it's more experience. of an experience. Wonder if they do like a like if you could rent it to do like special teas or something. Probably, but that place isn't open anymore. <laughs> but anyways, <clears throat> excuse me. I can't make my dog stop. Peter smash. cannot <laughs> be cool. He's so nervous about the fact that tonight is the night 
that the expose that he's gonna is going to get written and he's going to lose Vicky. <laughs> I thought it was Unless he, he seals the deal tonight. <laughs> I thought he was so, super nervous because he thought he might actually lose his virginity tonight. <laughs> that too, because he knows he has to seal the deal tonight or it's, there's the chance yeah. is over. He cannot keep his cool. And she's like, look, I know your secret. You're gay and you're in love with Catcher. Whoa. It's cool. I don't care. We can still get married. <laughs> and he's like, no. <laughs> you want to know what's fun? After this movie was made, both of these people came out as homosexuals. <laughs> that's what it said in the trivia. Nice. That's funny. He's like, that's not it. And she's like, look, what other explanation is there? You cooked for Catcher at his house. Then you have pictures of his parents at your house. And I was like, maybe I'm in some zany comedy where the he switched keys with the lead and that's actually Catcher's apartment. And he's like, it is, you're right. And she's like, no, that's ridiculous. So he tells her that Catcher is going to write an expose about Barbara and he's lured her back to the apartment and he's going to get her to tell Say yes. that she loves him, and he's going to expose her. And she's like, oh, no. <laughs> and she's, she's out. She's like, we're through. <laughs> and he's like, but I told you the truth. And he's I like, I can't you. even chase her because I need my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not running barefoot through the streets of New York, Hell not even no. in the 60s. <laughs> but she says the wedding is off. Barbara and Ziv start making out. She says she has something to tell him. She loves him. Mm. He's recording, to, and he makes sure to say her name. A lot of times. <laughs> um, she says she loves him so much, it's too much to have sex with him and, without marriage. And that she wants love and marriage with him. She's not the down with love girl. She's not who he thinks she is. In fact, she's not Barbara Novak. No. But then Gwendolyn shows up, uses his booty call key, and lets herself in. Ooh. And she's like, oh, you're getting sloppy catcher. Um, I just stopped by for a little sex a la carte. But since you're already here with someone, I'll just leave the key right here and I'll go call someone else. He's like, we're all mature adults here. <laughs> and she leaves. But she doesn't. No, she eavesdrops through the door. <laughs> that hoe. Don't eavesdrop through the yeah, door. Yeah, His cover is blown. I feel like John's going to miss the whole rest of this episode. <laughs> yeah, but... His he is important business. Is blown, but he's all right with that because he's still got Barbara Novak to fall in love with him. So he's still one. And she's like, "No, actually, there is no Barbara Novak. She didn't fall in love with Zip Martin. She... I am Nancy Smith, <laughs> and she's in love with Catcher Block. Yeah. And she's like, "I knew it was you all along." And she has this whole monologue. It's very long. Very long. She fell in love with him when she was his secretary for three and a half weeks. She set the entire thing up to show him that he'd met his match and set herself apart from all the other ladies that he dates. She asks him if it worked, if he loves and wants to marry her. And he does, which shocked me. <laughs> I know, me too. He should have said no. <laughs> he should have said no and then realized it later once she was gone yeah. how much he enjoyed her company. Yeah. <laughs> the chase. But he's, he's down. But Gwendolyn comes back because she realized that this woman is Barbara Novak and she wants to thank her for changing her life. She's like, look. For me and all women who have improved their lives after reading your book, I thank you. 
And then after she leaves, Ketcher says that this expose is going to get him a Nobel Peace Prize for ending the battle of the sexes. I like that line. And she's like, uh, why do you still need to write the article? And he's like, why wouldn't I? You get everything you want. We're going to get married and move to the suburbs and have babies. And I get to be an award-winning journalist. <laughs> Win-win. Everybody's happy. And she's like, actually, they no. not. But then Vicky storms through the door, and it's like, look, that man is not Zib Martin. And Barbara's like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, Still, this is a good friend. Yeah. That guy's name is Charlemagne. <laughs> no, actually, that's the name of the caterpillar I drew. And she's like, oh, I thought those I... were sheep doing cartwheels. <laughs> it's a caterpillar! <laughs> it's a guinea pig. <laughs> oh, I thought it was a herd of sheep you know, doing a cartwheel. Because that's his legs upside down. <laughs> that's his antenna! I feel like thought I it was should... a very agile sheep. <laughs> I can't tell if he's being serious or not. I'm just kidding. Sometimes it's hard to tell. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I knew it was a caterpillar. Oh, it's a better man. drawing than I would do. But she tells... I'm not an artist. She tells Ketcher that she can't do it. I need something drawn I call mm-hmm. Tony. She's like, look, I may be the last woman in the world to realize this, but apparently I am a down with love girl. <laughs> I have become one, and I can't turn my back on all these women that I've helped. Vicky is on a rampage, and she punches Catcher when he tries to run after Barbara. So she and breaks into his house and assaults him. <laughs> yeah, I'm not okay with it, even though it is funny. <laughs> and then it was by the, the elevators, <laughs> Peter gets off the elevator, and he's trying elevator, to talk to her. Prison. Yeah. She hits him, too. And she's like, I thought you were different, but you're just like every other man. She hits him. And then he's like, oh, I'm just she's like, like every, every other man. man. So he sexually assaults her. So he kisses her. <laughs> she's into it. Oh, Rocky she's rules. Into it. <laughs> Rocky rules. So into it that God, they decide the mm-hmm. to go back to Catcher's apartment and bone. Yeah. <laughs> she a wedding. That's the thing with having a sex apartment. Strangers fuck on your couch. He's gonna give her the beefy baloney. Yeah. Whoa. Taking that skin boat to Tuna Town. The hunka chunka. I like so. Morbius. Catcher catches up with Nancy and she explains that there's something she didn't count on. By pretending to be Barbara, she has become Barbara. And she's a down with love girl. Level three. (laughs) She doesn't want love and she doesn't want him. And then sometime later, we don't know how long it's been, presumably at least a couple weeks, Mm -hmm. um, Peter comes by Catcher's place, still no luck getting Barbara to talk to him. Peter is also confused about his relationship with Vicky because they had sex and then he stopped seeing her a lot and she only calls him now when she wants sex and he feels very used. So he's he's like, she should be the one feeling (laughs) very funny. And he needs Ketcher to do something. Write the expose. Make his article a love letter. Do something. And Ketcher's like, I can't make it a love letter. She doesn't want love. But then after Peter leaves, he starts writing an expose about himself. Um, he takes it to him. He's like, take it to press. And he's like, haven't you noticed? We can't take anything to press. There's no secretaries left in this whole place. They all went to work at now. And he's like, what's now? It's he no without the, the window, <laughs> And there's a billboard. It is the magazine for it women seems, in the now. It seems <laughs> really fast for a magazine to spring up. Yes. But it's a movie. Lots of things in this movie happen at record speed. But it's a movie. It's a spoof movie. It's extra silly. <laughs> it is. Also, oh, when I lost my train of thought. 
Oh, I like the fact this whole who's on first scene thing that they're doing with the no and the now. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. Semantics. The first cover story is about how Nancy Brown became Barbara Novak. So it's not Smith, it's Brown. <laughs> she scooped him. Yeah. So Barbara arrives at work and she's shown the newly arrived Down With Love chocolate bars. Vicky got them a deal with the chocolate company because they helped chocolate. Because Vicky's Vicky a genius. Yes. <laughs> I want Vicky. On my <laughs> she and Vicky chat about how exciting this all is and how it wasn't that women weren't cut out for the workplace, but that the workplace wasn't cut out for them. Barbara. Hey, this seems very familiar. Nine to five? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Barbara has to start interviewing the many applicants for her personal secretary, and unfortunately, the first one is Catcher Block. This motherfucker's first. You okay she with relocating to Brazil? What do you, where do they send him at the to end? Interview oh, him. I don't remember. Oh, yeah, I think it is Brazil. <laughs> is it Brazil? Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> elevator club. She has an equal opportunity workforce and she cannot refuse to interview Kendra for her secretary. Vicky says, I like hearts. At the risk of sounding like my mother, just stay perfectly still and let him get it over with. Wow. <laughs> that is a terrible thing to say to another person. Wow. It's funny advice. <laughs> it reminds me of romance novels. <laughs> yeah. Historicals, specifically. Which, okay, now let's be real here. Back in the 1700s or 1800s, 1500s, where half the time your husband just raped you? I mean, that's good advice. But not good advice now. No. It wasn't good advice then. You should get into it. Ask for some hibbity with your dibbity. Mm-hmm. But... Learn the combination to your wife's Yeah. Hunka, hunka. So he is apparently willing to take a 96.6% pay cut to work with her. A 96.6? That's what she says. That is a big fucking pay cut. And and he says it's just money. Fuck you. (laughs) People who say that are rich. Yeah. Yeah. And then he shows her the expose he People that said that money's renewable evil don't fucking have any. And she's like, you're still trying to use my story to uh, promote your own career. And he's like, no, actually, I didn't mention Nancy Brown a single time. This is about me. And how falling in love with you, Barbara, changed me. <laughs> and he said that he kind of hopes that someday she'll find the person in between Nancy and Barbara because he thinks that that person is perfect. And who she really is. And, uh, and then he leaves and she doesn't follow. Earlier, he counts to five. Yeah. And usually they call him back and she doesn't. And everybody, when he turns around, is looking at him like, get out of here. <laughs> it's like, bugger me. <laughs> so he, the elevator opens, and she's on it. She scooped him again. She knew he'd apply. How'd she do that? <laughs> How'd she, I call and bullshit. And she knew yeah. he knew she'd have to see him. This is when it gets stupid. And she says, you said between the blonde and brunette, and she takes her turban off, and she's a redhead now. God, turbans were such a dumb <laughs> fashion choice. That was a choice. I mean, other than the king and I, I don't think anybody pulled it off. <laughs> I mean, well, what I the think... butler on and Annie. Look, oh. a, a headscarf is really beautiful. A head wrap can be really beautiful. A turban was a choice. <laughs> you know what? I think you could pull one off. You put a little jewel right there. It's like a tiara, but with more cloth. 
I mean, I like a head wrap. They're really pretty, but I don't need a turban of any kind. No. The, you see me with the turban multiple times a week because that's how I wear a towel. <laughs> and you look great. <laughs> Just need to put a little brooch. <laughs> maybe one with a, a maybe movie. one with a secret camera. Whoa. Just in case. Just I need in case. In case somebody <laughs> tries to erase me. Uh, so they get on a ladder hanging We're from a helicopter. Topic. To head to Vegas and get married as soon as possible because he's not letting her get away again. They're and not then, taking a helicopter from New York to I Vegas. I know, that's what I was I like, know. we can't do that. But they might take it to the airport. Yeah, they can get the JFK. Is it called JFK back then? I don't I think know. it was. Maybe. Probably not. So it says the end. but Maybe they go really to LaGuardia. The because then it wasn't the, called LaGuardia the yet. credits start to roll. Uh-huh. And immediately stop so that we can get a phone call between Peter and Vicky where they call each other at the same time. And they try to put each other on hold, and then they realize who it is, and then they're like, uh, they want to get married, but neither of them is going to give up their career, and neither of them would ask the other to do so. So that's it. They're going to be together forever. (laughs) Which I like. And then we also see, then the credits start rolling again, and it's a split screen, and we see that Barbara and Catcher, it's five years later, I think, have co-written a new book, Here's to Love. And then they sing a song. The Battle of the Sexes is over. Uh, that's not and apparently, they, the actor, the two of them, uh, Renee Zellweger and Ewan McGregor, insisted on doing a number together because they, they had both, both had musicals. Yeah, they've both been in musicals, and they. But I don't think she's silly. a very good singer. She's not bad. <laughs> I, I don't know. I didn't think she was a great great singer when she did Chicago either. She, uh, I think uh, Catherine Zeta Jones is a better singer. I don't know. I just don't think she's that. I don't think she was. She I don't think offensive. she's. I don't think she's a good enough singer to really have a yeah. musical career. She wasn't offensive. <laughs> she had two songs over her. So. All right. Well, what did you think, John? Oh, hey, I have to go first. Shit. <laughs> don't. It's not have to. It's get to. Mm-hmm. Um, well, my favorite character is. Um, oh shit! I just forgot her name. The... Vicky. Vicky, thank you. Vicky. Because Vicky's amazing. (laughs) No, because Vicky's amazing. Vicky does shit that people shouldn't be able to do. My least favorite character is um, Barbara, we're going to call her. I don't know, Nancy. Barbara Nancy. Barbara Nancy. Because she did all of this (laughs) to fuck with this guy. Yeah. To catch a man. And then she didn't want him once she got him. But then she didn't want him. (laughs) That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of in my life. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite scene is right in the beginning where he's like the Austin Power scene uh-huh. and she's going to try to get in the elevator and it's full and then she has to go to another elevator and it's full of smoke and it was just like wow this is that kind of movie yeah. it really did set the scene so like that <laughs> opening credit scene I dug it I dug it the most and I'm like wow that's interesting so my favorite uh, object, I'm having a really hard time. I want to go with, with uh, Nancy's hats <laughs> or catch his clothes. Well, I thought you'd be going with the clothes. I really did. Like, his suits were top shelf. I'm like, I want to own all of them clothes. Maybe you should go with just his socks. <laughs> no. He wore a lot of tuxes, too. He, wore, he was a spiffy. So dancer. what are you going? You got to pick one. I don't want to pick one. <laughs> so your favorite tertiary object is the wardrobe lady? What's sure. her name? But because her hats were ridiculous. <laughs> that one on the game show was next level ridiculous. So is your is it hats? Fine. I'm or a go. specific hat? Uh shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with the clothes because so somebody else can take hats. Alright. All right. 
And favorite line, I really didn't have one. Um, nothing really, there was a lot of funny lines, but nothing that was like knee slapper. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, I guess I, the one that sticks out in my head as being my favorite was, can you keep a secret? I can too. Yeah. So I'll go with that. And I'm going to yay this movie. Oh. I, I didn't like the end. I didn't stick. It's a light yay. Yeah. Because they didn't stick the landing. They crashed. <laughs> but I enjoyed the ride. And I'm not going to fault the I movie totally for having a shitty ending. <laughs> All right. I enjoyed the courting. Though. The courting was top shelf. <laughs> All right, Elaine. Oh, we'll wow. let you go. My favorite character is Catcher Block. <laughs> I love him. My least favorite character is the initial board. Okay. I, I mean, it was hard to dislike a character in this movie. <laughs> Real hard. and But they're kind of shitty, so I'll just go with them. My favorite scene is actually any scene where Catcher and Peter are talking and just being good friends. Mm -hmm. I just liked all the banter and conversation between them. And it, most of the, I think it was really well written, the whole movie. And just the funniest little lines, I think, are between the two of them. My favorite of which is, I'm telling you, Kimosabi, you want big wampum. Make Vicky love you now. Which was funny. Yeah, you can't say those kind of things. And he now. said, enough with the football talk. <laughs> yes. Well, it's because they were talking about him being on the warpath with Barbara. Yeah, but you can't say that kind of shit now. It's offensive. <laughs> Uh, my but it favorite. Was the 60s, so. <laughs> my favorite tertiary object is all the ridiculous hats. There you go. I knew somebody wanted the hats. I did, which is why I was trying to figure out what your actual favorite tertiary object was. Because if it's not that, so pushy about it. if it's not that, then I had to pick a backup tertiary object. Those suits were top shelf. And if I had to pick my backup, well, I have a backup, but I don't want to say it in case it's Tony's. Oh, okay. I'll tell you at the end. Um, no, my my. It's pretty much the same as John's. <laughs> almost everything. Sorry. Okay, then my backup is the bed couch. Okay. That was pretty cool. Um, like, bar, my only problem with that was, was that has to go into a wall somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> like, his neighbor's pissed no, off. No, it's because yeah. he's got the conversation pit, so it goes into the floor. Yeah. Under his kitchen. Oh, you're right. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, I'm going to give this it's movie a, a yay. It was very fun and charming. Like a hard game? I watched it before John, and I told him this movie is charming. <laughs> it's it's silly, but it's got a lot of charm. And sometimes these movies, they're just like, well, yeah. that's not funny. Mm -hmm. But this one was charming. And Maybe I you want to watch Austin Powers. It's alarming how charming this movie yeah. is. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I'm happily watching it again right now. All right, Tony. Uh, favorite character was Vicky, of course. Because she's amazing. Vicky's favorite character was Catcher, and this is why. <laughs> you want to bang out chicks, hey. We all been there. But <laughs> you, don't, you, don't, you don't seduce women to love you and then fuck and leave, fuck and leave them. You know what I mean? That's not cool. You think what you should have been up front about all the yeah, ladies no, you should just, have known. You but but I think all the ladies did know. I'm because, for, uh, well, no, but he was going after her. To make her fall in love with him. I understand yes. it was a vendetta thing. Oh, well, but that's it's revenge. But that's you think it's revenge was but fucked, fucked up. But that's fucked up. Oh, okay. Well, what she did was fucked up, too. Yeah, she did, too. But <laughs> they're both... We found Oh, out. by the way, they don't live happily ever after. These two are getting divorced by 1965. <laughs> it was the 60s. They're not getting out of the 70s together because they're terrible people. But Vicky and, and Peter, yeah. they might be together yeah. forever. <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to tell. I think they might make the dish and stuff. But of the, of the two couples, I'm betting on them. <laughs> My favorite line was John's, can you keep a secret? So can I. My favorite scene was the not sex montage. 
<laughs> According to Carly. And my favorite Trisha object was the suits. So I do believe that was a side divorce. It's amazing. Yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yep. And I'll get it. Yeah, I like the movie. It's fun. Like I said, I agree with John too that the ending didn't sit well with me, but it was it was a fun movie. Definitely fun. I didn't mind the ending. I think they should have done it a little bit differently. But I think they wrote themselves into a tough yeah, it was a tough thing that to rant. It's like, all right, now what do we do? I don't know. Yeah, it's a great premise, but then that ending is like, oof, what are we going to do? They should have done the Scooby-Doo think, ending. I don't know. I feel like he shouldn't have realized he loved her until after she left, and then he tries to get her back, and she's like, no, I'm actually a down with love girl. And then he wins her back by, with his, you know... Two I, penises? No. Well, maybe. <laughs> I, I don't know what that second one's doing, though. Um... <laughs> And then he kind of he wins her back when he writes the story about how he just want like how only, she changed him. The only thing, the only problem with that might be, is now you're making the movie longer. And I think one of the nice things about the movie is it's pretty short. Was it one forty? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty short. If you start pushing this into two two twenty or some of that's like, nah, come on, this. just didn't need all the Scooby Doo reveals. So you may cut maybe cut some stuff out in the beginning and you could do that. I, I think it's fine. All right, my favorite character. I wrote Catcher Block. No. I found him very charming. Okay. Um, I also like Vicky is impressive. Who? <laughs> find an editor. I'm calling Vicky. And I wrote my least favorite character as TB specifically because mm-hmm. he wants to fire the editor of the number one book in the world because yeah. his mistress won't sleep with him. <laughs> I wouldn't sleep with you either, dude. And he's running a business. He owns this company. <laughs> yeah, he celebrated her because she yeah. was selling all these books. She's amazing. Yeah. Um, and all he cares about is that his mistress is not having sex with him. He will take all the loss. Mm-hmm. My favorite scene he's an idiot. was the dating montage. My favorite line... Uh, was the secret line as well. But I also liked the men who resent my success won't give me the time of day and the men who respect my success won't give me the time of night. And my favorite tertiary object, I wrote the coordinating outfits that Vicky oh, and Barbara do. And also the rotary phones. <laughs> rotary phones. <laughs> was the 60s. We had a rotary phone when I was a kid. That was so the 80s. I have some nostalgia for it. <laughs> you see, it wasn't far from the 60s. I will also yay it. I thought it was... Charming and fun, and yeah. I liked all the music and all the clothes, and I liked how exaggerated and silly they were. Mm. So, yay! But I wasn't sure. I was like, parts of this movie Elaine and John are really gonna like, but will they like the whole thing? <laughs> you never can tell. I had a fun ride up until the hey, end. Hey, half the time I think you guys are gonna love a movie, you put shit all over it. I think you're gonna hate something, and then you guys turn out to like it, and I'm confused <laughs> because I feel like I should be able to predict your taste at this point, and I just can't. It sounds yeah. familiar. <laughs> if you don't know me by now, I'll we'll never, never ever know you. I knew you were the Hey, all right, Carly. All right. Well, you missed Tony's rant about Fly Me to the Moon. Mm-hmm. Right. I'll, I'll catch it later. All right, well, <laughs> please find us on Facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast. You can email on the podcast at gmail.com. I've been talking for too long. She's so tired. Just listen to other episodes and enjoy yourself. <laughs> Next week on the podcast is Elaine's pick for Carly's birthday oh it's your birthday everybody it's my birthday i don't know what that's from i don't get it yeah i don't get it 
Uh, song that dude wrote? I'm picking <laughs> from 2016, Me Before You. I keep saying you before me. It's, no, it's not. It's Me Before You. Except the Vicky Bob, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Me Before You. What's, who's in that? Amelia Clark. Uh, see the and what's his name? And Sam Calvin. And Charles Dance. Charles nice. Dance. D Charles I Dance. He's Charles Dance. Well, we'll look forward to that. Yeah. Is it available? It's a British movie. No, we're going to have to rent it. Oh, fuck off. Mm -hmm. I'll pay for it. <laughs> Famous last fucking words. <laughs>